Here we go. Live. So this is going to be an interesting one because this is the first ever new episode of the Perthian Chronicles. The Perthian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of weird. So basically, guys, I'm going to just changing up the form a little bit, just experimenting with, uh, you know, the pace of it all. I know this sounds like a lot of bullshit, to be honest to me. Not at all. No, but I just had this idea of questions and getting a group of like-minded people mm-hmm. or not like-minded people that to would make be, some also be very interesting. Great mm. podcasting, broadcasting, and just asking asking questions, um, answering questions, I should say, from a mystical fez. Or we could ask each other and then answer. So I could pick yours and you could pick mine. That's, so there's an ask and answer element is, to it. That is true. So everyone, so I should first say, welcome to the Perthian Chronicles. I'm Ryan Marana and I'm joined by my good colleague and friend, Sean Crofton. Hello, world. He is also a local inter, interdisciplinary artist. I say performance maker because I can't pronounce it. I'd say performance maker. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Definitely with a passion of performance making. Uh, on on a lot of different spectrums and levels, so yeah, I'd probably say performance maker. Yeah, yeah and that's... we're just and we're just trying something else. We were going to be joined by our fellow colleague Spike, yeah. Isaac Spike Powell, but he's, he's not today. Not today. He's right, engaged though. in Joondalup. But me and you are going to have some fun. We're going to have some I. fun because we're going to be answering questions that Ryan did not previously prepare. I don't believe you. I've been thinking about that this Can whole you hear time. That? Can you hear that? I hear it in in my um in <laughs> oh, my no, some questions. So basically, one. in this mystical fez, that's actually from Turkey. Mm-hmm. My cousin, um, when he was doing one of those uh, Gallipoli visits oh, or tours, a part of school. Amazing. Yeah, this is actually from Turkey, mm-hmm. made in China. Fantastic, internationally so, renowned fez. So it's a truly international fez. It's a strange fez. So I don't know how this is going to work, but essentially, in this wonderful fez, there is an assortment of questions ranging from coke or pepsi to what is the meaning of life mm. so i hope i get that question it's a lot of interesting stuff and i feel like at this point we can both help each other out in answering them yeah but sure we'll share we'll share in we'll, the we'll, the um idea of the question yeah yeah there should be some interesting conversation so so why yeah, don't okay. you just all right let me pop just in your hand just blow my hands first and <laughs> shaking shaking i don't know if you can hear that but there is a rustling going on that is my hand inside the fez getting out a piece of paper and the question is... I'll just read it out loud? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> oh. Does time exist? Oh. Is it linear? A social construct? I'm oh, sorry, I think you've actually crossed out social, so a construct. Mm. So I suppose I'll have to go first. That's a really difficult one straight off the bat. Yeah. That's the hardest one. To be honest, I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, you know, you think time is passing, but then... You know, all of a sudden you're you're three hours ahead of yourself and you don't know how you got there and uh, you don't know what... The other thing I find funny when you're driving on the road, you know, you're driving on the road and you're like, you just kind of go on autopilot a little bit. Yes. And then you realize you're still on the road, but you don't remember everything that happened between the point you're at 10 minutes ago and the point you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. I I find that really funny how it just kind of... It disappears from your mind as almost as if, as if it was never there that 10 minutes prior. We had a chat and I think the reason why I wrote that... I didn't write the... the why, I think the reason why the mystical Fez found that question <laughs> was because I had a... It, it remembered... Because I wear the Fez sometimes and it collects my memories. Yes. <laughs> that is actually what the Fez is. Yeah, it is uh, a collector of your memories. That's beautiful. I was having this very interesting uh, <clears throat> conversation with uh, 6PR social media expert, Ming Johansson or mm-hmm. Johnson. Um, and w- <clears throat> she's a wonderful, like a brilliant expert at social media marketing, branding. Mm-hmm. And we're having this, you know, meaningful chat. And she was saying, you know, time is a construct. We, as a people created time mm. you know how do we have any idea like and, and and there are theories where everything that's ever going to happen or is happening is happening right now everything that's happening or was happening is happening right now yeah in some place or time along the timeline yeah. of humanity yeah yeah i find it interesting that we just like we're going along one day and then we were just like let's just make our own time let's just create a clock or like a sundial because sundials came first right yeah like let's just make a sundial and now we can tell time from this point on yeah 
from this point onwards but everything everything before that is kind of like fuck it <laughs> well yeah well because it, it makes sense because you know the sun goes up it's daylight you mm. do your work mm-hmm. the moon goes up time yeah. for bedtime yeah because you can't see in the dark yeah that's you know with the advent of electricity Absolutely. and candles and blah 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 that is the logical way of looking at time yes so i think time is a construct mm. in a sense a man-made construct yeah yeah does animals yeah. have time it's a very interesting question. That's a very big what is question. The time, what is the time scale of an ant, the timeline of an ant? What do they experience? Do ants have watches? Like the day in the life of an ant, how long would their day feel oh. compared to like a human's oh. day? Because we live obviously much longer than ants because ants, they can only live for, I think it's only a couple of days. Oh, really? Is it just a couple of days? Of days? I think yeah, a okay. queen can live for a year. Yeah, okay. A, a big queen ant. But that queen, every day of her life is mm. just pooping out babies is that's her existence yeah and that is her understanding of time and that's all she does every day it's just pooping out babies absolutely she doesn't worry about a clock oh no uh, no i mean (laughs) who knows man maybe ants have a little ant clock a little ant clock yeah that they keep in the house oh fuck it's quarter to 12 i gotta pop out another one (laughs) i gotta gotta get another one when's lunch yeah little ants never get lunch all right they always work now, Please shuffle hand. through. Next question is coming up. Just in case anyone wasn't sure what was going on there. Oh, God, this is a big one. Oh, no. Two big ones in a row. Ah. Killing me. Where did Webster look up definitions when he wrote the dictionary? Oh. It's fantastic. Is that an actual question? Like, there is a, like a theory? Like, are we theorizing? A, I think it's a bit of a rhetorical one that we've got here. Hmm. Where did Webster look up definitions when he wrote the dictionary? Hmm. That's a good point. Ah, I think the reason why the Fez um, thought about this question was the idea that... It, this is coming to a point of, you know, grammar Nazis and mm-hmm. spelling Nazis. Yes. Who, in, Very, a, in yeah, an ethical sense, here. who mm-hmm. cares about how spelling is? So, mm-hmm. if you can understand the word... You know, if you can, like, like in terms of English. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like the English language. Yes, it is beautiful, but it's not phonetic. So, you you know, when you sound out words, it's like, for example, yep. phone, P-H-O-N-E, not yep. F-O-N-E. Absolutely. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, I'm thinking, why can't we still make and edit change words? Like, you know, lol gets put in the dictionary. Uh, well, again, words being a construct, I suppose, something that has been made by us, uh, who is to determine what word is to be said by who and what word isn't to be said by who. If I feel like I want to go around saying flubber I should be allowed to do that and be accept- accepted as part of society. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, and not go like, flubber Yeah, like, what are you, you ponce? Is what they'd say to me in reply. But it's like Shakespeare too. He he contributed about I think ten thousand plus words. Mm. And there's got to be a time when people were like, um, like he he coined like the one word I remember because I'm money mad. Like remuneration. He 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 made that word up. He made that word. He made up remuneration, mm. and yet that's such an important word because that's you know you get paid for doing work. You know. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting that he had such an influence in that. But how many people contributed then to mm. to it? And and when 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 was Webster's Dictionary even? When did that get published, or when did it come about? When was that whole thing put together? Uh, the whole I think early pre because I'm thinking I think Webster is I think an American reference. Yeah, I would have said English. So bam, thank English? you. I would have said English. I have no idea. You tell Webster. me. All right. I'm just sourcing out our information. Yeah. Dictionary by Merriam Webster Company. Oh. Started in 1828 by George and Charles Merriam. Founded the company as Jim Merriam Springfield, Massachusetts. When was the dictionary Springfield, invented? Massachusetts. That's a great question to type in when was the dictionary invented because there's so many different versions of the dictionary right and when did they first compile all these definitions together that is the key question and according to google (laughs) an early non-alphabetical list of 8,000 english words was the elementary 
created by Richard Mulcaster mm. in 1582. No one ever talks about him. The Richard first Mulcaster. purely English alphabetical dictionary was mm. a table alphabetical written by English school teacher Robert Cowdery in 1604. Mm. But I'm trying to think, Dr. Ben Johnson, did he? Because I'm just thinking of Blackadder, Dr. Ben mm. Johnson. Did he write the dictionary? Dick. Dictionary. Dr. Ben Johnson Dictionary. Yeah, published in, by Samuel Johnson in 1755. Wow. Dictionary. By Samuel Johnson? Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, Oxford Dictionary, mm. right? Is that like Oxford's understanding of the English language then? That's another version of the dictionary? This is a question that I'm asking you. I really have no idea about the different dictionary versions. Yeah, published by the Univer- the Oxford University Press, because there's also a Cambridge Dictionary, and that's obviously from Cambridge mm. University Press. So are these just updated dictionaries? As is, Are people just... Like, what's the competition? Mm. Like, are people just like, okay, it's been 100 years since the last dictionary version was wrote, mm. or written, or wrote, you tell me. I don't... Uh, let's update it. Let's put more words in there. Like, you know, like, what are they just? Are they just making the pages fancier, or are they coming together with a culmination of new words? And then, you know, if Oxford Dictionary and Cambridge Dictionary came out at the same time, why are they competing with each other? It's just knowledge, man. Like, uh, in, I feel very strongly about this. Right? Yeah, it gets up to quite a lot. Like, I'm just reading the stats, and like, apparently, the Oxford, in terms of the Oxford English Dictionary. In March 2018, more than 700 new words, senses, and sub subentries have been mm. added to the Oxford Dictionary. 700. So the dictionary is infinite. It just never ends. It just never ends. We will always come up with new words. When, yeah. What was the last new word that was put in the dictionary? Was it lol? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, that wasn't put in there. Fake that news, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's put in the dictionary. What? But fake, you got fake. But that's, that's so, a word. That, yeah, and yeah. news, which we understand, and we understand the meaning of them separately. So join them together, and we un- we understand yeah. that. You know, why does that need to be added? You know, you've got fake and you've got news. Why do you need the term fake news mm. in there? It's very, it's very, it's weird. It's confusing. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm just dreading what one you're gonna pop up. I know. I want a nice one. Like, what is your favorite flavor of pizza? Oh, okay. I think a fez might have one in like that. You think or you I know? I think. All right. All right. Why are women's and men's shoes different? Ah. Do you, do you mean size, color? I think, yeah, size. I think this is in terms of sizes. Well, I mean, biologically, Ryan. I don't know if no, you've but ever like, had this conversation. Are, are women's feet different to men? Not Maybe not different in shape. Yeah. Right, I feel like shape of feet is genderless. Yeah, feet are genderless. Yeah, but sizes, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying because you can get males with like size. But six shouldn't it be feet, surely like feet, like the size, like you know how we like size, like for example, I'm size, I think in Australian, I don't know what, like UK is forty six or something, but I'm no, probably size eleven. Yeah, in the US scale, no, like Australian, like don't is we like size nine? Like I'm a size eleven. Okay, yeah, what size I'm, like are a, you? I'm a 12. You're a 12. I'm a size 12. Like, we, I think males, a lot of males do have naturally bigger feet. You will get some males yeah. that have smaller feet. I have, like, I do work in retail and, yeah. and do sell shoes, and oh. I do see men with smaller feet, and I do see women with, with larger feet, and I see kids wearing adult shoes and adults wearing kids' shoes. It is a backwards kind of world we live in. Yeah, I don't know. But shouldn't it be like, to pardon the pun, shouldn't one shoe fits all? One shoe fit. Oh. <laughs> well, no, that's impossible, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, no, but what I'm saying, like, should, like, why is there, like, a separation between, like, measurements between, like, like when you go to, like, uh, say... Big W, right? You go to the clothing clothing section. Hmm. Obviously, you got you know, why clothes are engendered. Hmm. That's see, that's a yeah. whole another. Well, this question. is see, this is this is where I think maybe the question is leading, where the fez yeah. is leading us is color, and choice. Like, like women's shoes are generally like over, like super colorful, like with like fluorescent like greens or yellows or pinks or like something like that to attract. I don't know. 
the woman towards those shoes. I don't really know. I don't really know why. You know, I think uh, I'm I am a quite a colorful wear. Like I like to wear colorful clothes. Like I like I, I would like to wear shoes that are like actually that Nike have just mm. released like light pink shoes for men. You know, really? trying to break those kind of barriers. Yeah, I'm definitely getting myself a pair. They're amazing. They're super dope and they're beautiful. Um, so yeah, like the, the, I think starting to breach those barriers almost of like, it's okay to wear color. Like it's okay to be like colorful when you're like exercising or whatever like that. Or like, I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Breaching those lines of color is something maybe the Fez is, is trying to direct us towards. And, and then I think of head, like the headbands that I've been yeah. wearing recently. I've yeah, been wearing headbands awesome. recently. And this kid came into my work the other day and he wanted headbands. And I showed him the headbands. And I was like, like these ones that I'm wearing, man? And he was like, yeah, man, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sick, come over here. And I showed him the headbands. And I was like, check out these ones. I bought these the other day. And there was like a selection of like light green, light pink headbands. And his mum and, and him were just like, no, nah, I don't want them. Nah, that's, that's too girly. Really? Yeah, yeah, but to, like he's a kid. Yeah, you know, he was like eleven, twelve years old. You know, so vulnerable to this world and the stereotypes we place on each other. And you know, he didn't, he didn't want any of that. And like, I just think, yeah, it's interesting. I think maybe pushing those ideas at a younger age that it's okay to be like colorful because what the hell does that even mean? Like, or kind of out there with your clothing or foot feet choices. Hmm. Yeah. 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 You, I agree. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's a wonderful point yeah i mean the fez got us there so the fez and what's the fez going to give us now when is he going to give us now i thought this should be it's made like fez. into a competition of answering the most questions but i'm thinking no you shouldn't you shouldn't you so know, like a buzzer thing in- no nah, it's like like next episode right see if we got it through like 102 questions or you know what i mean like this oh, episode we get I see how many but we i could think do. we should not a million and one, one question. we've been sat here for three years right answering questions when will this competition end <laughs> oh this is a fu- funny one have you ever wanted to pull down your trousers in public what <laughs> no. <laughs> no i think what the fez is trying to ask us tell, is tell like, me what okay, you let think me the fez is trying to say please. let me answer this question simply ask away sir yes I, I've had that thought of pulling my trousers down in public. For what reason? No, no, like for purpose? some way, like I'd be doing shopping, right? And I'm thinking, you know, how we're all being normal, right? You know, we've got the, you know, the shop We're all doing there, normal, society-like you know, kind of Yeah, everyone's living checking our how big the tomatoes are. Absolutely. And that, you if know, the produce the is fresh yeah, enough. Yeah, you know, all yeah, that. Yeah. And then I have this thought that just comes straight into my head, right? Mm. And that like, breaks all of that. Yeah, and it goes, like a voice comes over and he goes, Ryan. <laughs> Pull your trousers down, <laughs> Brian. I know, but it's like breaking all those societal yeah. norms, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like this is like a deep. I know. Like a flash. This dance. is like a term. There's a, this is there's an actual like type of thought. Just an odd thought. Like it doesn't have to be pulling down your trousers. I don't. I think it's just like having those weird, like doing weird things in public. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Well, the, the, like I said, just put the fl- like a flash mob. Yeah. Like like instead of dancing, just pulling down your pants. Everyone yeah. just pulls down their pants. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I can't agree with you on that. I can't say. I understand where you're coming from. That loopy, over the top, ridiculous gesture that just stops stops the entire area that you're in, like the supermarket, like something that breaks the fabric of society right then and then for then and there for like three seconds and everyone stops what they're doing and just is kind of transfixed or focused on this really ridiculous act but i i get that that's awesome um and i've probably had similar thoughts in that sense like just start singing right now yeah just sing just sing in front of all these people just have a really loud conversation or laugh ridiculously or like something like that. But never have I thought about pulling down my pants. No? Nah, man. I can't agree with you. I can't. Nah, I can't say I've done that. Like just out of like. Just like instantly just being like, going to pull down my pants right now and see what people think about it. (laughs) Nah. And plus, this is not a call for people to take your pants out. Yeah, or down. for you, now that we've had oh, this conversation. Me. All right. Now, yes, we're being open and honest about it. Doesn't mean you can act on these things. Yeah. You nutter. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting question. All right. Sean is now dipping his hand. What is the Fez going to ask us? 
I'm kind of nervous. Pull down your trousers. <laughs> Pull your trousers. If a fez asks, then... <laughs> That'd be weird. Probably. Mm, do fish get thirsty? Uh, fish have no concept of thirst. No? Well, uh, we talk about the reality of the timeline of mm. of, of an animal. Yeah. Or what they experience. Oh, yeah. Like the ant clock. You know, we have this understanding of what it, li- it is like to drink... And, and you know, we, we need water to survive and whatnot. Fish don't need water. Mm. You know, fish, fish don't need that to They're survive. surrounded by it. And they never get thirsty. They're surrounded by it all the time. They are water, essentially. I think it's a great question. It's very funny to think about that. Yeah. But I just can't imagine fish would get thirsty. Well, because I, I think the question is also asking, like, how do fish consume water? Like, I know for a matter of fact, dolphins, for example... They get their um, hydration from eating. Mm. They don't drink. They mm. they eat. That's where they get their water from. Because from as well, like, mm. do f- a fish, like, would they just absorb the water all the time? Like, would they just be in a constant state of like mm. dehyd like hydration? Like they're just constantly hydrate. <laughs> that's not even a word. Yeah. Hydrated. Like constant. That's a good question, actually. That's a good question. Are you you're turning to gonna, our Lord and Savior Google to I'm see what say, he says? How do fish get um, water? Get high, stay hydrated, stay. But do you think fish even need to stay hydrated? Do you think that's even a thing fish need to worry about? Dolphins are mammals. Fish are entirely different species. Oh, this is weird. Oh, you've stepped into a realm of you have no idea what's going oh, on. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, I think I found it. So, uh, so someone's asked, do the fish get thirsty? Exact same thing. Because their gills are in constant contact with the water, freshwater fish face a constant threat of their blood diluted. So, so they oh. don't use drinking as a mechanism to maintain the high solute concentration in their blood. Thus, although fish drink, that doesn't necessarily mean that they get thirsty. Oh, that's a weird one. It's strange. It's really strange. <laughs> so what? So that didn't really explain Yeah, much. because the gills in constant water, fresh fish face a constant threat of their blood being diluted. From the fresh Cause water? Because I, I understand that, like, you can drink too much water. Mm. That's a fact. You can get... Deficient. You can drown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm just reading this article about... Well, it's... It's like it's the freshwater thing as well, like freshwater or salt water. Are they two different. Do they have two different effects on a fish? Water and since they are surrounded by. Oh, that's it. Well, now saltwater fish. Oh. According to researchmatters.ca. Yeah. Oh, I think Canadian. Saltwater telloist fish do drink to help maintain salt and water balance in their blood. They differ from terrestrial animals, however, in two respects. First, they do not have to search water since they're surrounded by water. They drink very frequently. Hmm. Second, the neural circuits that control drinking are different in fish and mammals. Hmm. In fish, these circuits are located in the hind brain. The hind brain? Hind brain? Yeah, possibly. But in mammals, they are in the forebrain. Arcus, a hindbrain, back, forebrain, forward. Mm-hmm. Drinking in fish is considered to be a reflex and is thought to occur without any thirst arousal. Mm, Thus, although fish drink, that doesn't necessarily mean that they get thirsty. Current thinking suggests that they don't. It's just a mechanical thing inside their body that goes, salt, give it me. <laughs> give it me. I don't know. Well, I think that what I got out from that was... Our bodies are obviously different from fish. So their concept <laughs> no, of drinking... No, exactly the flipping same, Ryan. <laughs> fish and humans are actually 99% I wonder if similar. fish have the idea of pulling down their trousers and pulling <laughs> down their scales. I wonder if fish wear trousers. All right. That'd be awesome. Moving on. Moving on. Enough about fish. Enough about bass this and time. trout and salmon. It's now about... Oh, this is an interesting one. I'm scared. Did you watch the Royal Wedding? No, this is not, it's not the question, but oh. did you watch it? Aha! Is my response again. I laughed. No, I did not watch The Royal Wedding. I caught a little bit of it. You liked it? Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, a billion people are watching. Why? A billion. Why? Why is a billion people? Why is a billion people's lives... A billion Need souls. that kind of distraction? What is it? 
I don't know. It's interesting. Like when I was watching, you've got, you know, I think it's that idea of, I think my sister put it best. She says, I just love the ritual of it, the pomp, the, the ceremony of yeah, it. The tra- and you've got yeah, the music tradition. and you've got the soldiers and the guards all in their uniforms and horses. horses. You get to see horses. Apparently one of the horses knocked off one of the riders. No. And then bailed out. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> fuck this. Like took off the rider and then just like ran away. It's pretty, pretty hectic. One of the ones following Harry and... I can't remember her name. Harry and... Megan Markle? Megan. 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 Yeah, Harry and Megan's um, carriage. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. No, this was back at Will and Kate's wedding, actually. I was watching, like, Royal Wedding Fails, and it was... It was... The horse, like, kicked its... Yeah, at Kate and Will's. Anyway, yeah. So, what was the question, then, if it wasn't a, Have I Watched the Royal Wedding? Well, who should be crowned after Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II? Oh, man... That's a big one. It's just that I don't care. You don't care? I don't care, man. Like, what do they even do? Oh. They're just a symbol of... They do bits and pieces. Like, I know they do a lot of a lot for charity. That's okay. my understanding. Yeah. And obviously, they play a role in, you know, running the Constitution. Yeah, but how yeah. big a role? Like, oh. they are, there, there is that more figurehead element, puppety kind of... This is mm. this is our symbol of strength and power and eternal yeah eternal but actually know, physically participating in democracy. But I think that's the paradox is otherwise they would be a dictator if they did participate in our democracy. So they it, yeah mm. it's a kind of weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's a almost pro- like they need um to be they need to be restrained in some way to keep yeah. that balance almost so that they don't step into the lines of a dictator. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the like for me to answer that would be because obviously you know Charles is up next. He is Charles the, being? I think he's the, yeah. That's the husband of the Queen. Am I right? No, that's the Di- son. That's Diana's <laughs> husband. Yeah, yeah, ex, yeah, ex, ex husband. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling so it. So Charles, I'm and Scottish Queen man. I don't. So I, I have a bit of a love hate relationship with English culture, just because yeah. it's been last in like the 1500s. I don't know if you've heard of a guy called William Wallace. Doesn't matter anyway. Continue. <laughs> Continue on. Well, because, you, uh, you know, Charlie turns, I think he's turning 70 next year. That's crazy. But he's queen? been, what, she's 92. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's crazy. Like, So, it's almost like he is like a 60. He's 69. 69-year-old white dude mm. that's like potentially about to like inherit the throne mm. of like the entire United Kingdom or whatever. Commonwealth, yeah. the entire Commonwealth. I, I don't know. Maybe a, it would be better for a young, fresh perspective. Oh, he's turning seventy this year. There you go. So you were right. So he's sixty-nine, turning seventy. I don't know. Maybe, mm. like, what is the point in? I understand with like tradition and and that lineage and and the bloodline and stuff that he is the rightful, the rightful heir to the throne. And I am very passionate about that because I'm a Game of Thrones watcher and I mm. I believe in the lineage and, and the bloodline. But hey. Um, <laughs> But you know, it's it's like there's not a lot of age difference between them as well, the Queen and yeah. her son. They're, they're they're almost of the same generation, you know. And I, maybe yeah, maybe it is time. She's reigned for however long? Sixty six years. Jesus, like so long. Like let's but, let the young blood come in, you know. Well, that's the thing because the next one is William, and he's like early thirties. So like in his so, mid thirties. I'll, yeah. I'll look that up right now. That's what I mean, like, yeah, abolishing this guy's yeah, child, Charlie's right to the throne, giving it I to I think what Will might happen, like, when the Queen dies, and, like, I remember I was talking this to a couple of people, when the Queen dies, people are going to be utterly shocked because we've had her for so long. People have died, were born in the Queen's reign, have died within the Queen's reign. <laughs> yeah, it's hectic. It's crazy. Yeah. And when she does, because it raises a lot of questions, it's like, you know, for for Australia, the coins, do the coins got to change? You know, no longer mm. the Queen's head? Do we That's have very to put true, it to... actually. The, a lot the of, little, a lot little to, things. A lot of things have to change. We've been in such a period of, like, nothing needs to change for yeah. so long because of that. Like, you know, she's just, you know, and there's all these little intricacies and things that her herself and the image of her herself has built over the time that, like will have to change like the like the coins and yeah you know things like that that's the only thing i can think of right now yeah but then it's like <laughs> i think what's going to happen is charles he will not become king he will i think 
I think he's going to give it straight away to, to William Will. because I think that the and it'll be quite poetic because he would be like, look, look, son. Yeah, I'm not gonna look, <laughs> look son. Look, son. I I know that I don't want you to be waiting the wings because who? who look, I I I said to dad, I, I, I you know I don't want to wish ill on people, but I honestly think the queen will outlive her son Charles. You reckon? Could it could happen? Well, women live longer than men. I mean, yeah, no, she's got 22 years on him, but uh, yeah, she's fit as a fiddle, isn't she? Yeah, I don't know. She could be like a hundred, and then he'd be <laughs> 78. Yeah, and that's old. That's already yeah, he's quite gonna, old. She could be 102, and he's his 80th birthday. What happens when the Queen gets over 100? She gives herself a letter. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to write myself this letter, because fuck it, no one else will. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> to me. Yay, a letter from the Queen. <laughs> anyway, should I, should I pick a yeah, let's Fez question? Have we got oh, time? Yes, we've got time. Time in the segment. Yep. I'm excited about this one. Another light-hearted one would be really nice. Yeah, that would be nice. The time and question took it's it It's been over. very heavy today. Oh, holy cow. What is the last dream that you remember, mate? I actually don't know. I don't remember my dreams as much anymore. I've got something. I've got something, yeah. but... Something is better than nothing. Something I remember a lot of when I'm about to fall asleep. I don't think it's when I'm in my REM. I don't think it's when I'm in like the deepest parts of my sleep. I think it is when I am drifting. I am like go- about to go, but I... Man, it's happened so many times and I've envisioned myself in my car mm. just looking out the, the 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 front window driving and constantly feeling that something wasn't right. You know, like something something was off, imbalanced about that whole vision. Yeah. And then something always wakes me up, smashes me out of sleep. And that's almost like the, the uncomfortableness that I feel is that I'm a, almost like I'm aware that I am drifting. I'm drifting off to sleep. And and the sudden crash or the person that walks in front of the road or whatever, I don't really know what it is that wakes me, wakes me. And I'm like, well, it happens a lot. And it's happened on like nights in a row, like mm. for like five days in a row where I've, I've, that's happened to me and I'm just being jolted back out of sleep it's pretty boring I wish I could remember some awesome dreams my little sister comes to me and she's like got all these awesome dreams that she tells me like just weird wacky things <laughs> yeah and that yeah. and I'm like oh I just picture myself driving all the time <laughs> anyway, yeah what does that mean oh god I don't even think that's a fully formulated dream you know uh. that's just like a something they say that dreams only last for five minutes. Yeah, like the last. That they only ever last for five minutes. So you like you sleep for like, for example, seven and a half hours, and only five minutes of that is the dream. Which mind boggles me, man. Yeah. It really, really does. Because. Because you think you, it, it does last the whole time, and then you yeah. think back: if it's only lasted five minutes, what about what was I doing the rest of the time? What was I seeing? What was I thinking? And that being unconscious, like like that idea of sleep and what, what our brain or what our body's doing while we are in that state is something that really kind of picks at me. Mm. Like, I don't know. And it makes me think of dying a little Duh. bit. What, if we die, do you think our brain will just like chuck his dreams, like images? I don't... <laughs> like for the remainder of, just images man just for the remainder of our life can we just be on play yeah on players and you mean what what do you mean just just play like no, but if you're dead you're dead you, it's like blank isn't it well who knows oh, I don't, oh, who that's, knows? that's 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 probably a Fez question that we that haven't come across I, I knew by saying I just I'm always relate like a dream state to like this idea of what happens after we die yeah and like when our brain shuts down is it going to release? Are we going to see like these images, these dreamlike visions? But that's that's we can talk about that another time. Maybe next episode. Maybe next episode. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> bike. So I'm just now <laughs> shifting asking. through the. Is this is when he goes for the fez? That's when I'm cut off. A what? So when when you go for the fez, that's when I know I'm cut off. I'll just ramble until you go for the fez, <laughs> oh, and then I know I have to shut up and we have to move on. No. <laughs> 
Oh god, not this um, question. No. Should all nipples be censored? What? Should all nipples be censored? No. I, um, Is that what you're going to say? Uh, yeah. You tell me. I think no. Yeah. I think that's an interesting question. Yeah, it's it like is. why? It's an question. Why, for example, when you're watching Game of Thrones, or no, like when you're watching like any movie, right? It's okay for a man to go topless, mm. but it's, but not it's okay a big for thing. A woman to not get not okay. Well, it's, it's a big deal. It's yeah. like whoa, that woman's topless. Whoa, and that's. It's not the nipple. That's the problem. It's the person looking at the nipples process yeah. of thought, mm. which shits me. And, and I said this to someone who I think I said it to one of some of my colleagues, and they said, uh, "The problem is, people have well by people I'd say men, men have sexualized breasts." Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, like in all like this goes like this is anthropo anthropological studies, you know. Breasts don't necessarily need need to mean you know sex or anything. It's you know giving life. Life, absolutely. Should mean yeah. Should represent Food. life and and birth and mm. and maternity. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, which I which I fully agree with that, that that I mean maybe that as well is where the mindset needs to change. You know, instead of like sex, sex, it's life, life, mother, mother, baby, baby, child, connection to earth. You know, like that, uh, yeah. And I think that is a mindset that, we, I mean, we have all been really kind of struggling with for ages. And I'll catch myself doing it as well. Yeah, like, not I'm so guilty. much anymore. Absolutely. I'll, 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 you know, sometimes when I'm watching TV and something like that comes on, like a topless woman, or and I'll find myself drawn to that. And I don't know why. Because I'm not drawn to, like, a male nipple. Like, no. I don't, like, you know, like, but, like, I don't know why and I feel stupid. For even just being like, oh, or having the glance, you know, like that, mm. that's something I just feel a bit ridiculous about because it's like her face is right there. Yeah. She's like, if it's a mood, she's delivering this text, she's delivering this conversation. Why am I now can't look away from her tit? Like, yeah. and that's ridiculous. And I think, yeah, it is. And fuck, fuck that. Like we, we as a male species or as just human beings should should 100% be the ones to like take that charge on and be like yo we are going to change our mindset and how we view these things and you know because could lead to all sorts of messed up kind of situation scenarios you know men men Ryan weird I think we're very why are we so not saying why are we so I wonder how how did we get into the first place of like because it is um, it is a male stereotype where you keep everything closed. You're mm. not communicative. You, mm. you don't talk. Mm -hmm. But how did it start? It's it? also violence and anger. Violence like that, and anger. That's where you associate male. Mm, I th it's it's interesting to think like only like a hundred years ago, or like say 150 years ago, like you know, I'm thinking Civil War time. Like mm -hmm. in America, kind of thing. You know, it wasn't so long ago that they were like conquering countries and taking over nations, and you know, kind of, kind of starting all this war Lots and violence and, and empire. Yeah, absolutely. And... But it's it's done through violence. That was two hundred years ago. We like that is still such a recent mindset. You know, and back then, those things of colonization and whatnot from one side of the story were seen as okay and seen as as like furtherment of this of the species instead of like the destruction of one part of it you know like they were seen as okay things but mm. and that is such a recent mindset so it like for me it's almost like it makes not sense but like we are so we are so young as like a species as well and this is really existential yeah. we're so young as a species we have so much to learn i think now we're at a period of time where like we're we're kind of much more aware of of that stuff and like we realize that when we're watching a movie about cowboys that were around like 150 years ago and it's hella violent like we're kind of taking from that and experiencing from that mm. but yeah i think we still have heaps to learn we still we are constantly changing, constantly in a state of like adapting to new environments. Um, 
And I think for so long it's been like okay to be like war and fight and aggression and you know because that's how it's been you know, and that's what we've been doing. You know, you know. Hmm. Is that rant? Was that a bit of a rant? Oh, I think a little tad. Okay. But if I'm ranting, you just cut, no, no, you cut but, me off. But it's just interesting how that this is a much bigger conversation, and mm. that's why I really like this, this. This this stemmed from the nipple, didn't it? Yeah. Holy cow! So, but but it can show, but it's really showing us like how much an issue it is. Yeah, you know? absolutely, and how much intricacies, intricacies, and other little things that have stemmed up and boiled over to get us to that point where that has become. Yeah such a thing and that people think that's so like it's okay to be a certain type of way or be that person that represses their emotions and sexualizes people and gets over aggressive about things that that's been you know seen as the norm mm. almost and actually how conflicting and damaging that can actually be shall i flip through one more sir or what's the yes let's please i think we'll have five more Maybe two more questions. Two more questions. Five two, to two. Jesus. Two, no, no, five questions. Two questions. Two, yeah, but I you think. were about to say five questions. I think and I was, was going to say five minutes. Five, oh. Because this no, is we, a well, weird... we shouldn't limit the time, though, should we? Because we, we, no, we, we can talk for five minutes about one subject, you know? Two, yeah, so two questions. All right, this seems like sure. a big one. Yep, hit me. If you achieved all of life's goals, how would you feel? Oh. Static. Would you? My own personal goals. Well, that's a stupid... Goal. But... Yeah. I mean, goals are as well forever changing. I could, I could, you know, hit 25 and realize everything that I've been doing has been a mistake and that I want to study chocolate making. And that's, that's what I feel like I've been missing my whole life. Chocolate making? No, I'm saying... <laughs> God damn it, listen to my answer instead of Googling things. <laughs> I'm saying that if five years from now I decide that everything that I've been doing in my life is not what I want to be doing and instead I want to be like some chocolate maker, Willy Wonka type, then mm-hmm. that's that's that. And then I'll realize my goal from then. Like I'll, I, I don't, you know, goals are forever changing. Maybe you'll, you'll kind of hit one set of goals when like a quarter way through your life and go, okay, that's done. You know, you've got to move on to the next one. Mm. The next set of goals. Maybe you're never fully happy. You'll always f- accomplish one set of goals and then go to move on to the next set of goals. And it will just be that cycle of goals. You know what I mean? Mm. What do you think? I've forgotten the question. You've forgotten the... F- <laughs> <laughs> if you achieved all of life's uh, goals... Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very buggered. Uh, I think I would be... I think I think the problem with me is, and maybe Ryan, you are a sociopath. Sorry, did you just call yourself? So a sociopath? I think I'm calling myself out as a sociopath. Okay. <laughs> All right. Continue, please. Next week, Ryan kills. <laughs> no. Ryan maims a dog. Next week, Ryan discusses his sociopathy. Well, it started with the pa- um, pants pulling. So. Yeah, absolutely. We knew <laughs> um, it was going to creep somewhere I, weird. I I think I'd be like, oh, is that it? Like no, like I'd want to do more because I That's don't right, think yeah. I'm a type of person. Yeah, so I agree with you. Like I think I'm the type of person where I'll be like, I want to do more. Like I want to keep on learning because I think as soon as you achieved everything, that means you're not you're you're pretty much dead in a, in yeah, a sense. In How a can sense. you even achieve everything? Yeah, you will never stop achieving. You'll never stop learning. You could complete all your goals and by your thirtieth year of living, and then you've got seventy years left, and you're like. <laughs> Now what? Like, but, there's, there's yeah. no point just to sit around and do nothing. Then you got to kind of make new goals and set new achievements. Potentially, from there, I don't know. I haven't achieved any of my goals. I wouldn't know how it feels. Ah, oh, yes, you have. I've achieved a few goals. Achieved a few goals. Yeah. Here and there, but um, yeah, small goals, little yeah. goals, no major goals. Absolutely, I achieve a goal every day. Yeah. If I can get through a day, that's a goal achieved. Yeah. That's, that's if you're living. Absolutely. We all have different goals and different ideas of well, what they are. Goal. Yeah. I mean, there's life. Like, I remember sitting down with my mum in, uh, in mm. Scotland about a year and a half ago, and mm. I was going through a bit of a slump in my life and a bit like, I don't really know what I want to do. And 
you know, she sat me down. She said, you got to have goals, Sean. you got to have goals. <laughs> and she went, you got to have big goals and you got to have little goals. And you've got to have daily goals and you've got to have weekly goals. And write down all your goals and make sure they're right there in front of you. And then you can, you, you know, you just know what you need to do. Yeah. That's, that was a chat I had with my mum, which is great. It was great. It was a really nice chat and kind of helped. And it's good to be open and honest about that stuff as well. But, um, and then as well, ex- kind of hearing from a person who is like 50 to 60 years old, you know, who has achieved mm. their own set of goals in whatever way they are to hear how they did it and what it is for them after they have achieved those goals is really interesting. Mm. So that was great as well. Mm. Yep. Goals. Goals. No, I'm just deep in thought. And oh, that's cool. I'm just like, what's the last question? What is the last Question. Of this pilot episode of the Chronicles, which I've really thoroughly enjoyed, mm. I'd like to say I've enjoyed sitting it's gone here. Quick, it's gone really quick. How long has it been? Forty-five minutes. Yeah, we said half an hour. That yeah. flew through. Flew ah, through. I like this question. Mm. So this is a nice question to end. This on. is the one you wanted to a pick. Bit up. Happy. If you could be in one movie franchise, what would it be? Only one. One that already exists. Yeah, okay. so I think in terms of franchises for people listening at home, uh, The Lord of the Rings, Mate, Tolkien. How dare you say that? No, 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 I'm not saying, no, I'm just but examples. I, that was my or, one. Now I've got to pick or, a different no, one. No, 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 or the X-Men, but yeah, it's interesting. Marvel, like you got Marvel, X-Men. DC. you got DC. you got like Star Wars. Star Wars, that's a, a huge one. Star Trek, things like that. Yeah. Star Trek? I would have said Lord of the Rings mm. to f- star in or to live in. That's the question. Would uh, I think this is in terms of? I think the Fez would like us. Uh, what are you, what are you be, asking, Fez? Ah, okay, I think let's make this a two-parter question. What would be one movie franchise you'd like to live in, like okay. as like a character, like okay. a real world yeah. The universe, yeah. or yeah. you'd like to star in as yeah. an actor? Uh, I have two for the. No, I don't have two for the living one. I've got one for the living one. So you'll you'll become a character within this within that world, and that's Avatar: The Last Airbender. Really? Absolutely. That would be amazing to be a bender of some sort. I mean, I have the elements tattooed on my wrist, yes. the specific Avatar elements. So I am obviously a big fan. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I think, like, if I was to choose, I was gonna choose Lord of the Rings, mm. but I'd choose Lord of the Rings as like a starring in because I've always wanted to star in like a big budget medieval film like King Arthur or yeah. like a Lord of the Ringsy where trolls and goblins and stuff exist yeah. and the, you know like because yeah. I mean I grew up loving Lord of the Rings but yeah I think living I think to live in the actual Lord of the Rings world would be hell <sighs> unless you're a bloody hobbit that was ignorant to the entire world living in that world hobbit, would yeah. suck like because everything is pain and anguish and it, it would be like living in the dark ages back in the 1400s good point there's no medicine and there's no fucking there's elf medicine <laughs> There's magic. magic. That's true. We didn't have magic oh, back in the fourteen hundred. There's also Harry Potter. Absolutely, Harry Potter's another massive one, and that's oh. that's like a. Would you like to be a magician? I think for me, because I just remember that. Oh, but then you got Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, I was tossing up Jedi or living in the Avatar world. But this is also the thing. Like, do we get to choose what we do in these worlds? Like. Like, uh, I, uh, like it's not like you're like a, a peasant. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I gonna go to the Star Wars world? You're, and be you're like, like some like gen- a cleaner. I was thinking like I work on a smuggling ship, but I'm like a rookie, and I've just started, and I get bullied by like all the other people on the smuggling ship, like wipe, big aliens and stuff. But instead, you have to wipe Yoda's bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like, like Yoda's bottom wiper. Like, the highest member of the Jedi Order is so powerful that he gets a bottom wiper. <clears throat> he is over 900 years old. Yeah, absolutely. That man gets what he wants. He that gets... little alien fucker gets what he wants. <laughs> that little green. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, that oh God, that's a hard one. I think, for me to live, when I said Harry Potter... I'd like to live in Harry Potter. Yeah. It would be dangerous, but you've got magic. I mean, all the worlds would be kind of dangerous. Yeah, it would be constant dangers, but I think, like, in the magic world, you notice people don't necessarily worry about money. In those worlds? Yeah. Although money does have a role, magic is mm. u- is ultimately, like, the, it's the currency, the ultimate mm. currency. But Harry also went, like, started in the first film and he was rich. From all his parents oh, yeah. had left him behind all that money, yeah, and he was already rich, so money was never a problem for him, yeah, yeah. it was never a factor. But and if it was I'm Harry's like some, story, 
But if I'm a Weasley... Yeah, if you're a bloody Weasley, Out of you the, got like, nothing. 100 siblings, and I have to live off my... But then again, we, the Weasleys didn't have money, but they were always... Oh, they were well, yeah. They were, absolutely, you know? They, they were a good family. They were a yeah. really strong family. They loved and supported each other wholesomely, even when Percy betrayed them. And then came back in the books to them. I think what happened, Percy betrays. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Well, he like he Percy, the oldest brother, is like works for the Ministry of Magic. I think. Uh, so, and then he became super loyal. Well, to Well, like to like Fudge, and tries to like persecute Dumbledore and Harry because like Fudge uh, is all like there is no Dark Lord. <laughs> and so yeah, um, yeah. So they're really good family dynamic, really strong the Weasleys, and it just goes to show that you don't you don't need a lot of money to have this really. To have happiness, essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I will say as well, it's always funny, like, when you're thinking of one of those movie franchises or those worlds where you're like, um, what world would I want to live in? I said Avatar. And thinking <sighs> on it, it's like a ca- that being a cartoon. Like, because yeah. it's a cartoon, you almost feel this sense of safety. Yeah, you're That safe. you're going to go into this world, nothing's going to happen to you, you're no. going to be safe. Harry Potter, on a scale of, like, it is more, a, like young adult to young teen like like kid to teen kind of age you know like even though it is a bit more dangerous there is this like amazing element of safety in Hogwarts and and fantasy and and you know like Lord of the Rings the whole time is just a freaking just horrible like Game of Thrones like the whole time it's horrible I'd never live in the Game of Thrones world never I will say this though I will say this if I was to Grow up in the Game of Thrones world. If I was lucky enough to be in a family of fortune, like the Starks, mm. you know, really quite a powerful family. Hopefully, a good family. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be a Lannister, but a, a powerful family with money who could train me, like to be a really good fighter. I think I'd be a really good warrior. If I was raised correct. If you were raised. <laughs> if I was raised in that world. Just because I'm 6'3 and like a yeah, really big dude. If, if I was raised as a kid in the Game of Thrones world as a fighter, I think, to be honest, I'd be of a similar yeah. fighting skill yeah, to yeah. the mountain. I think so. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big claim. I'd say <laughs> I'd say for me, uh, to star, it would be definitely Lord of the Rings. Because mm. you, like, I'm a massive nut of watching... So when you get the extended edition DVDs, oh, you watch, you, you watch the, the making of. The making of, every time. And you see all the, the actors deep. there. Mm. Yeah, mm. Everyone had a bloody good time. And I'd so, love to... Just dressing up in that costume, getting, like, being, becoming Legolas, you know? Like, dressing in his silken kind of shirt with his bow and his double swords and his long, you know, blonde hair with braids and his, you know, being that dude, looking at yourself in the mirror. Like, you know, John Rhys Davies, like, he, like, the guy that played Gimli, like, he wore, like, 40, 50, 60 kilos worth of armor every day. He could barely swing an axe. Like, mm-hmm. he was living in this really almost real like Groot like really gruesome kind of hard like even though he probably enjoyed every experience it probably wasn't an easy experience from him for him but like the result as well like so amazing like oh dude yeah yeah it'd be be pretty cool pretty cool that would be very cool and so ends our time on the Perthian Chronicles the weird conversations with the Fez yeah Fez Fez with Sean weird Fezness with Sean and Ryan Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. I don't know. It no, yeah, no, that's it. Don't, we don't need to end. We'll just won't end because ending is a construct. And this <laughs> interview, like time, will go on forever. Forever. <laughs>